Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Last year, we had Kyle Nato. He's the assistant track operations director at the Autobahn Country Club. We had Kyle on last year doing a lot of updates and some recaps to the, some events. This year, we've only had him on just uh, a couple times. So I grabbed him the other day, and I wanted to get a little update on what was going on. What was supposed to be an update turned out to be, well, a, a complete show. And uh, we had a lot of fun. Kyle, the consistent, constant, professional, uh, safety-minded workaholic, well, I got him to be a little bit silly. Uh, we got distracted. Uh, it, was, uh, it, was fun. <laughs> it was fun to, uh, to talk to him. And so I thought we would just release this podcast uh, uh, on its own and kind of stands by itself. We will be back next week with our normal uh, interview that we have. And now, without uh, further ado, here's Kyle Nato on the Audubon Country Club podcast. I gave my other mic to Jordan so that he could use for our other, the MPG podcast we do. Uh, Have yeah. you seen the MPG podcast? No. Hmm. Yeah, I got to talk to... Uh, Ultimately, the person who puts that out and find out why that's not being recorded. They're recording now? I think it's being recorded now. Say something. My baloney has a first name. Yeah. Is it that green bar? It's, yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, There's it's the this? lines coming in, too. Oh, I see it. Okay. I was just looking at that. <clears throat> yeah, that's the gain, and then that's the actual analog sine wave representation. I don't know what that, sure. what that is. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's good to be back. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Nato. Yes. French. Hello. Yes, hello. And I think you've only been on once this whole year. Uh, right at the beginning of the year, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Not happy about that, got to be honest. We'd like to hear from you. I, you know me, anytime I can get in the limelight, it's fine by me. Well, you got into the limelight recently. Let's catch up on Kyle trivia. Yes. Kyle trivia here. The so, moment everyone's been waiting for. Yes. Hear, hear about what's been going on in Kyle's in life. In Kyle's life. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. So, a few weeks ago, you take a week off. Took a week off. Had some vacation time. So, it was very nice. And during this vacation time, you went to Minnesota? Uh, northern Wisconsin, close to Dang. the Minnesota border. I knew that right. Close to Minnesota, but right. actually Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yep. Is there a separate club close? Couldn't tell you. I'm Either. sure there is. Northern Wisconsin has to be a separate there's club always, around yeah. the corner, right? Right. I love separate clubs. So, there's always fish fries. And pan-fried chicken. Yeah. But if we, we talked about it on Peggy's podcast, the pan-fried chicken, how important that was in my life. We are recording this right around lunchtime, so maybe <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I had a Nutrisystem bar, so that's, that's all I had. Uh I had some peanuts that I found in my desk. So this is the, <laughs> Were they healthy, the healthy lifestyle of Kyle. <laughs> Were they Southwest peanuts? No. We don't have those on the planes anymore, I hope. Is that because everyone has allergies now? And I, I don't know. I, I, I just know we don't have them anymore. That's a shame. I, I miss them, yeah. I must admit. Do you still give out the pilot wings, though? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I, I don't. You don't? I don't have any. Really? <laughs> if I did, I would give them out. But yeah. occasionally, the first officers I fly with, they have them. And, and 
um, I don't know where they get them from. I mean, sure, they get them somewhere. Can you nowadays? Can you go into the um, cockpit? Because I remember in days past, you know, as a young boy, the flight attendant said, "Oh, do you want to go up to the cockpit?" And it was an airplane. The movie. Well, no, I, I've I've <laughs> oh. actually done this. Oh, on as a, a young boy, or as a as, as a young boy? Yeah, yeah. and I remember airplane as well. But no, um, Kareem uh, Abdul Jabbar, right? You need right. to hustle out there. Yeah. Hey, kid, I'm hustling every night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we were we were invited up mid flight to the mid cockpit. flight mid flight to the cockpit. Yeah, we don't do mid flight anymore. Yeah. Before or after? Yeah, not mid flight. Yeah. And that's where I got my little wings from TWA. My first flight. Was on TWA uh, 747 St. Louis to Honolulu nonstop, hmm. fourth grade. How cool was that? Wait, was oh, that? not your first job. Like, not you weren't the pilot. No, I was in fourth grade. You were in fourth, fourth grade. grade. So a fourth first, grade. Okay. Yeah. My now first. I'm picturing you as a pilot in fourth grade, like wearing the little jacket and the hat and everything. And no, I wanted to be. Plane. I wanted to be an FBI agent. Really? Yeah, because my neighbor, his uh, grandson was an FBI agent, and as I remember the story. Uh, he would bring this when they carried 38 specials. This is in the 70s also, mid-70s, mm-hmm. 38 specials. And he would bring a box box of ammunition to my backyard with a down in the country. And my dad would go outside. And my dad, as I remember, would bring a case of canned beer because they needed beer cans to shoot. Right. And he would bring the case out there. And I, as I, I, mean, I remember getting, I was young. I mean, three, four, five years old, standing in between his legs Holding the um, Smith and Wesson thirty-eight the, the service revolver of the yeah, uh, not the patrolman, but um, I'll think of it in a second. Anyway, the thirty-eight special, and we I would pull the trigger. No hearing protection. No, no ah, the good old days. No eye protection. Yeah. But here's it's just so shooting that, in your backyard. Yeah. So the FBI agent, my dad, would just shoot all afternoon. I mean, there's a lot of shooting again. A, no, a case of ammunition. Yeah, and a case so. of beer. And they used to shoot the J.C. Penney's catalogs. And so the, all the neighbors would come down afterwards where they'd shoot the fence posts, and they would, we would dig the lead out. Or we'd open up the J.C. Penney's catalog, and we would get the lead, the, the lead out. Yeah. I, get the I, lead out. We would get the I like lead that. out. Okay. How appropriate for the racetrack. This is, has nothing to do with car racing. No, but this is a really interesting because we're going to bring this full circle after you ask me what I've been up to. At the oh, I got boys. distracted. This is, <laughs> this is going to come full circle, so fear not. Um, so I guess as the you, you want to ask me yes, what, what did you to. do while you were in northern Wisconsin? Uh, I recently got married yay yay kyle's married uh yes uh to an amazing woman we had a lovely uh very small wedding up uh on a lake and um yeah so now i'm married quite honestly never thought i'd ever get married yeah you brought her here once right and she met um me and producer Mm -hmm. mark probably and she's never wanted to come back (laughs) Yeah, maybe there's a correlation <laughs> there. I think she's only uh, been here once, right? Is it? Uh, she's come out a couple of times, but yeah, she, she seems very nice. She's she's a wonderful girl. I'm an extremely lucky guy, uh, but uh, she loves uh, old muscle cars. So she's been out here before, and okay. um, one of the events coming up, she's going to be out here probably next week, next Sunday. Is it Sunday? Um, 
Yes. Yeah, next Sunday. It is next Sunday. It is. Because we, because my son is a Mustang crazy person. Oh, who okay. loves Mustangs. And so, so we're going to yeah. come out for the day. I, I don't even know if we're going to do cars on the track stuff. I think we might just, just hang out and see all the cool cars. Hang out. See, so, yeah. So what, is, so what is that event, Kyle? <laughs> well, uh, so, yeah, we're... Um, on Sunday the 25th, it's the Mustang Club is going to be coming out. They do this every year. Uh, it's a great event. They bring, I don't know, probably 200 cars. They wow. do a wonderful car show, and then they do some touring. <clears throat> They're going to be touring on the North Track. Um, and my now wife is a huge Mustang uh, fanatic. Also, also. So that's, yeah, so that's, she's, she's going to want to come out. And uh, that's well. My, my son doesn't talk to girls, so you're totally safe. So I'm safe they, there. Yeah, you're safe right. there. They could walk together, and she could talk. He won't talk to a girl yet. So I don't, oh, that's good. That's good. That's <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, like Try that. and make that last as long as, <laughs> as long as possible. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so we did get married. Uh, it was great. We had a week uh, week off. Tell me about the um, shoes, the wedding shoes. Uh, so I'm a when, when I was younger, all I wore were red. Chuck Taylor, like Converse shoes. That was it. And uh, it annoyed my mother to no end that that was the only (laughs) shoe that I would wear. I wouldn't wear dress shoes. I wouldn't wear (laughs) flip-flops. I wouldn't wear snowshoes. It was red Chuck Taylor Converse shoes. Uh, So so that was very fitting. Uh, If you saw some of the pictures. And you you wore red Chuck Taylors? uh, Yes. At my wedding. Yes. Yes. so uh, my family were... Did your mother know you were going to do that before you came out? Yes, and she fought me tooth and nail to try and wear proper dress shoes. Still. Still. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm this old and my mother is still yelling at me. Um, but uh, my fa- uh, the NATOs are a proud family, and uh, but we're also very symbolic. So uh, I wore those shoes as a harp back to... When I was younger, also I wore, if you noticed, mismatching socks. My, I, I got to be honest, I didn't. You didn't. But my lovely wife didn't. Heidi did notice that. You, were, you weren't checking out my socks <laughs> no, in my, all but, of my photos, my wedding that. photos. Yes, yes. Um, my grandfather, who was a very eccentric uh, boater, he, um, he was heavily involved with boats, um, but he was eccentric and being a NATO man, uh, you know, we try to be funny. And uh, so he always wore mismatching socks. And when you called him out on it, you know, he'd say, hey, Grandpa, you're wearing, you know, mismatching socks. And he'd say, no, I'm not. I have a pair just like this at home. And uh, so that just goes to show the, the NATO humor that we have. But that's hip now. The young girls, that's what the young they is that wear. really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I'm my the, daughter. I'm 12. the least hip person yeah, she, there is. He, so. she's, and I always go, <clears throat> hey, psst, hey, psst, hey, your, your socks don't match. And she just rolled her eyes and walked away from me. Uh, but they were red and green socks, and in the boating community, um, the buoys are red and green. So he would always wear red and green socks. Um, so they're not Christmas colors. It was more to yes, hark back to. Cool. Is to he boating. still around? Uh, he passed away oh, probably about ten years ago. So, so it was a little homage. But it was to, an homage to yeah. you know, Grandpa. Yeah, I love it. And we also had a little uh, um, uh, a little dog that was Gus. Um, if you caught that in the Go photos as I, well. I, I, again, <laughs> apologize about that. No, no. Uh, and, uh, I, I don't know why you would have to know this. So, um, so Mike Gritter just came in. Say hi, Mike. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yes, guess your former uh, Siberian. No, uh, no, no. Tibet. No, no. Burmese. Your former Burmese mountain dog. Yes. Rest his soul. Yeah. Passed away about a year ago, right? Uh, right. Um, so, uh, and thanks to that that dog, that's how I got my wife to eventually start dating me. Whoa, whoa, stop. It wasn't it wasn't anything I did no. or said. So what did get so she liked the dog. So you're out walking around with the guests. Right. And she said, hey nice dog. Exactly. Pretty much. That's cool. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. So uh yeah, uh, and I am not above using my dog to pick up women. So, uh, you know, I try and pull out every trick I can. Uh, and that's that's what worked. So um, so it was very symbolic to have a, a little stuffed um, toy dog there as part of our wedding. Very nice. So, um, but to come full circle, you talking about the 38 special, uh, it is a... Not the rock band. No, correct. The firearm. Uh, the firearm. <laughs> but uh, for some reason, uh, it's a NATO family tradition that um, you receive a box of 38 special bullets um, on your wedding day, which... And how long has, has this tradition a, been in? Apparently for quite some, quite some time. Some time. Okay. Uh, my father received it from uh, an eccentric uncle. Like 50 rounds? Uh, a, a box, yeah, yeah. So 50 rounds, yep. Yeah. Um, and the reasoning was because when my father and my mother got married, they were, you know, newlyweds trying to save money. So they lived in a not-so-great part of town, and the eccentric uncle stated, you're going to need these where you live. So, um, and I guess that was the same thing that happened with my grandfather when he got married, that it, you know, someone gave him a box of bullets. So now I have a box of bullets, uh, you know, to carry on their tradition. Well, uh, <laughs> come down to my house anytime because I still have my dad's uh, 38 special, which I can't still remember, four-inch barrel. I believe it's the J frame. Oh, J frame. J frame mm-hmm. and uh, for life of me I cannot remember what that uh, what that exact model name is anyway yeah. sorry dad um, I can't uh, think because the, the sound in my ears I just keep hearing gun gunshots <laughs> the, the ringer yeah <laughs> the ringing in my yeah ears. the tinnitus is still uh, still uh, a thing so uh, we're, let's talk about we're talking today unfortunately because uh, it rained uh, a lot this morning and. The number five cart race was canceled. Is there was there any other racing going on today? No, 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 just cart racing. A lot of racing yesterday. Over six races yesterday for Spec Miata and GT. So they had exclusive access to the South Track while members were uh, running their normal sessions on on the North. I didn't know. Yeah, so uh, full track weekend Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Chase race Friday night, two chase races, novice. I think there was eight in the pros, which I ran, six in the novice division. Mm-hmm. So big plug for the novice division. It's getting bigger. Um, um, my wife got fourth. She did. And if the, she hadn't had two breakouts, she would have got second. And that's the fun thing about chase races is that uh, everybody has their own strategy. But the nice thing with splitting up the two chase races – to a novice and a pro class is to kind of help introduce uh, new new members or just new to racing uh, people getting out on track and kind of learning race craft 
out on track. So the and the novice having you know now eight you said six six or eight uh, in six the no- in the novice group. six in the novice that's right yeah um, you know as that continues to grow they're eventually going to move into pros and um, you know just building up our racing series yeah it's so. it's cool she would not absolutely not be on the racetrack chase racing if it wasn't for that novice division so i commend whosoever idea it was yours mike ritters who, who I takes can't, i can't i can't take whoever, whoever came up with that idea i commend them i think uh, it came from the member committee truthfully member committee yeah. the, great idea because i don't i can't speak for the other five but i guarantee you she would not be out there if it wasn't for that for that welcoming novice division so it's pretty cool one guy to convertible out there mm-hmm. that was cool yeah. there, there, you don't see corvette convertible it was really nice yeah, yeah. um so yeah it, that that worked out great it worked out well uh on lots of racing yesterday we were con- going to continue that uh today with the cart league race but unfortunately severe weather uh we're just gonna have to postpone it and uh all the racers we're gonna let you know when when we reschedule that race so good thing to be on is to email you at kyle nato at autobahncc.com k-y-l-e-n-a-d-e-a-u at autobahncc.com and get on the email list because i got four phone calls today if the race was going on you four got four. phone calls or text messages really yes I'm not sure how I got in front of that, but right. they figured I would be in the know. They figured somehow I would be in the know, which I yeah. was, mm-hmm. and I passed that on. So that, and that's the way, and, you're, and you sent out a, hey, get ready, hey, save the date <laughs> yes. for tomorrow that I will tell you at 7 o'clock what's going on. Right. And promptly at 7 o'clock, you sent, out, sent that out. Yeah. So, so it was, that, that's a good one. If Yeah, what other email lists you need to be on? Well, Mike Ritter sends out one. Is that Mike... Dot Gritter or is it Mike Gritter? It's just Mike Gritter at Autobahn, and it's G-R-I-T-T-E-R. M-I-K-E first, G-R-I-T-T-E-R at AutobahnCC.com. He has a race email list that he keeps. He does, yeah. Um, to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Friday night. That's what else we did Friday night after Chase Races, the cart, the member appreciation night at the cart, yeah. at the cart track. Uh, we got to do the rental carts for free. Exactly. Yeah. It was, free um, food. We've been doing... And half-price drinks. Uh, Can I keep going? Keep going, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it, just as a nice gesture, a, a simple thank you for all the members, because we've been doing a lot of construction, as everyone knows, down at the car track. And um, while we're still working, but uh, the car track is up and running, the building is now uh, fully operational as well, so... Um, Alan, Brett, everyone down at the car track worked exceedingly hard to um, to get that ready, and a great way to say thank you to all of our members for you know dealing with the dust, so to speak, was to do a you know carding appreciation night. Yeah, it was very nice, and the way I knew about that is from talk around the track, which comes out every other Wednesday. Yeah. Email Terry Weber at AudubonCC.com. Correct. Or Kevin Rogers, R O D G E R S at Audubon CC. All those can you, if you go to the Audubon members.com website, you can go to staff and you can get all those you can email go to the contacts there. Yeah. But if you're not getting, if listeners, if you're not getting talk around the track every Wednesday, I highly recommend you get on that email list and then uh, go over all the events. There's, uh, and 
know, there's, a, there's a ton of stuff that's going on. There's a ton of stuff that goes on Every all day. the time. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. And it's great to be in the know because we would have missed that if it wasn't uh, for Tucker on a Track. I mean, just information out. I mean, there's a lot of information that gets out. Right. And that's, I think, the best way probably to get it right directly to phone, computer. Yep. Uh, there's the Audubon app. There's, uh, you can obviously check the website as well. So, yeah, members.com. Yeah, that, the talk around a track is usually also posted on the members front page there. The home page, yep. Yep. So you can get that if you miss the email or don't get it. You can always, always go there, set an alarm to go there yeah. every Thursday morning. And I recommend just, you know, scroll through, talk around the track. Uh, and most people kind of pick and choose what they, you know, want to read, but scroll through everything because there's a lot of different events that, you know, you might have missed out on if, if you're used to always looking at the carding corner. Um, but you know, the member appreciation night wasn't under carding corner. So scroll, you know, just kind of, um, glance through talk around the track and, you know, look at, look at every article. So. Yeah, and then you know, you know, the, and the app will tell you. That's the other thing that the app will tell you to do. What if you're on North Track, South Track? So if you get in here and forget to pick up the schedule when you come through the registration building, it's right there on your phone. I like to call it the guard shack. I always salute Tony when I come in. Do you? The guard shack, uh, and when you come through the guard shack, if you don't forget that, you can go right there to that app. And yeah, that's truthfully that's how I do it. So I just have it right there on my phone. Yeah. So uh, good information there. Quality information for the listeners of the Audubon Country Club podcast. <laughs> and so we've kind of recapped stuff in the past here. This recently, what there's a lot of stuff coming up coming up. So we have two full months. Oh yeah. my gosh, is that it? That's it. Two full months. That's yeah. it. But don't worry. There's still tons of stuff. We're not winding down in the least bit. Somebody said to me the other day, you know, he, so my son's 15, he's going to be a freshman this year. He goes, said, you know, you only have two more summers with your son. I went, what are you talking about? Well, between 9th and 10th grade, 10th no. and 11th. No. Yeah, so between 9th and 10th, 10 and 11th, and 11th and 12th. Yeah, three more summers. And then when she graduates, he'll be 19, and who knows what he'll do that summer. Hmm. That's kind of disappointing, three more summers. I was hoping for one. Just kidding, Mitchell. I was just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> just nice. Kidding. Yeah. He's going to love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what is coming up? Um, well, next week we already talked about, next weekend we're going to talk about the, the Mustang Club. Right. Uh, I had a few things before that. Oh. So. Go ahead. Uh, this comes out on Wednesday. Comes out on Wednesday. So. Last night, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, uh, the 20th, which is Tuesday, we're doing a ribbon-cutting ceremony down at the car track. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Um, so we're inviting some special guests out from Joliet uh, and going to do the formal ribbon-cutting ceremony on, on Tuesday. Oh. So that's always fun. Um, then we roll right into late night Thursday on the 22nd. Uh, and when is the car track open for the public again? The car track will be opening on the 23rd at 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. So this Friday. I, this Friday. This Friday. Oh, so right. ribbon cutting Tuesday. Tuesday. Friday opens to the public. Correct. 
from 5 to 10 p.m. So normal. So how it's going to work is just just exactly like it has been forever. Shuts down at 5 o'clock. There's a gate down there that's closed. So if you want to go... So if you're a member, you would have to physically leave leave the the property and come in through the uh, southernmost entrance gate. The south security guard. Correct. Guard shack. Yeah. (laughs) And is there going to be, and there's not going to be, there's no building there, so you're just going to be able to come right on in. Right. It's a public act. Yeah. And then everything else is fenced off, so the the, the security security, and the private club is, is, portion is out. Okay. So that's, um, but that was Friday. Now, um, I'm jumping ahead again. You're jumping ahead. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we're late, back, back to Tuesday, sorry. No, uh, late night Thursday, I just wanted to point out that we're doing the Mud and Margaritas event. Right. Yeah. So right. Mud and Margaritas, uh, it is from 5 to 7 p.m., and we will be using the off-road course and the rally cross course. It is open to all members and guests. Uh, and we'll be doing a driver's meeting at quarter to five, so 4.45 in the clubhouse. Uh, but it's open to all types of off-road vehicles, dirt bikes, ATVs, UTVs, Jeeps, trucks, you name it. Um, and thanks to all this rain that we had this morning, um, hopefully it's it's nice and muddy out there. Um, so you can come and get nice and dirty. And then at 7 p.m., we're all going to head over to the clubhouse, and Chef Peggy is making special margaritas uh, for everyone, if, if you'd like to partake. Uh, and we will also have boba detailing on site. And for a nominal fee, he will wash your car while you're sipping on margaritas. Now, that's a good reason, because I don't like getting muddy. The last time we did this a couple weeks ago, we didn't end up with margaritas, but we did this a couple weeks ago, and I... I watched my son. We had three, two, two four wheelers. I think we drug up here in a motorcycle, and yeah. we watched them all get muddy. I said, "I'm not cleaning." I mean, I oh, you take it out and get no. I don't. It's not worth it to me anymore. I'm too old for that. But if I have somebody to clean it for me, but that's now you, yeah. mudding sounds fun. Uh huh. You can sit there. We're gonna. Uh, I'm hoping for nice weather. We're gonna sit out on the patio and sip margaritas while Boba and his guys. Um, it's pretty good. Work. And no age restriction. There is an age restriction uh, for rally crossing for motorcycles and kids. Right, because that is that is a race situation. Race. Right. Um, and this is more or less this just touring, you know, right. uh, along the lines. So of, kids can bring their motorcycle, in other words. Exactly. Four-wheelers, yep. ATVs, UTVs, Jeeps, pickup yep. trucks, airplanes. No. Uh, technically, that would be off-road, so... Oh, good point. Yeah. Helicopters. Yeah. Yeah, so Mason, who is... Dad owns the heli- helicopter service. Yep. Helicopter service. I don't... Forgive me, I don't know the name of it. He asked... I will put that in the intro. I'll go back and put it in the intro. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I know he's at the Vertiport. Um He came to me and asked me, he says, hey, if we had a helicopter based here at the Audubon... Would you be interested in taking lessons to fly a helicopter? And I said yes. So how convenient would that be? So if anybody wants lessons, uh, get a hold of me, and I will get you to Mason and his dad, uh, John or Michael, po- Michael Frank, Michael Frank. That's his dad. Yeah. Uh, 
podcast at AudubonCC.com. You can get hold of me. But, we, but yeah, that would be nice if we had like a day and a bunch of members came out to fly heli- learn how to fly helicopters. I mean, like I, what, like I every t- Thursday or something like I that. I told you I, I took one lesson to fly a helicopter. No. I'd much rather sit in the back seat and let the professionals do it. It was very difficult. You need like three arms and four feet in order to fly. I have, I have a ton of respect for helicopter pilots. So they were here. That's another story. But um, at October fast last year, and Mason was actually running the counter for to sell for rides. And I said, "Yeah, I'll take a ride if you let me fly." Fifteen-year-old kid. He's still. He's only fifteen last year, and he's like, "Yeah, it's no problem." <laughs> took my credit card, and sure enough, I went out there, and he let me fly the entire time. Did you really? Yeah. I, I, I had an exceedingly difficult time flying a helicopter. I was manhandling the controls. Um, yeah, I uh, knew not to do that. Yeah, I, yeah. So I actually flew it with, like, two fingers because I didn't want to overly do that. Yeah. Maybe three. Two fingers and a thumb, Maybe. Because your thumb's on the trigger to fire the missiles, right? Pickle button, they call that. Really? Yeah, the pickle button. Pickle button. <laughs> All right. Thought, I, I thought it would have like a cool, like. No, I pickled some bombs. I pickled some bombs off earlier. That's how we would say it. Really? I pickled some bombs off. Yeah. Isn't it? Huh. We used to call it a piccolo drill. And in F 16, there's like nine buttons on the, on the thrust lever and the stick. And if, but if you threw one button one direction, the other buttons would change what they did. So if you push a combination, so yeah. we would call that the piccolo drill when you were out practicing different engagement, bomb dropping, or if you're, you know, radar scanning for a target and locking them up and then bringing different missiles up and stuff like that. Piccolo How excited drill. are you for uh, Top Gun 2? Um, as the story goes, at least how I remember it, I'm not sure this is real or not, but as I remember my story, mm-hmm. coincidentally, is people say, well, I didn't grow up wanting to be a pilot. I wanted to grow up being a FBI agent, as we already covered. And I saw Top Gun the summer after I graduated college one too many times and literally on Monday walked into the recruiter's office and tried to sign up. I'm not joking. I mean, as I remember, that's exactly what happened. I'd watched it like three times and I was like, well, I'm going to do this. How hard can it be? How hard could flying F-16s be? And so I went to the Air Force recruiter and he literally told me I couldn't pass the test. Um, So I went to the Navy and the Navy guy was, yeah, we'll give you the test. So I took the first part of the test. I remember up at the Naval Air Station in Chicago, um, Glenview, I think is what it was called. And I didn't pass the first part of the test, so they sent me home. They kept the other kid there because he passed it. And then I then I talked to a guy in the Air National Guard, and he goes, oh, you know, there's a book you can get to study for that test. And I go, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> it was the size of a J.C. Penney's catalog, so I yeah. I was able to obviously pass the test. And You got the let out the second time around. Yeah, yeah, and I let, there's a, that's a whole other story. But any, uh, anyway, yes, so Top Gun, I am kind of excited. Yeah? I am kind of excited to see that. I, I'm a little confused on his rank situation and why he's still in. (laughs) Don't you like, you know, ship up or ship out? Yeah, And he's not a retired uh, or a a retired naval officer and a United Airline pilot or something. I don't know. I just find that that's odd that he's still in. Is Goose back? 
I think Goose passed away. Well, right, but in Plant too. But I, I noticed. Oh yeah, because of the, the, yeah, the turbulence the sea, and yeah, um, they yeah, had to punch out. He hit the canopy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember. I've seen yeah. it too many times. Um, I may have teared perhaps up. Perhaps you're thinking of Iceman, not referring right. to Jensen Benet Iceman. Correct. Uh, but <laughs> well, no, because uh, I thought in the trailer there was a goose-like role. Maybe I'm. I believe. I, I I have to go with the look back. Look at the trailer. I only watched it once, but I think they reference Goose. Okay. Maybe they just reference him. Because yeah, I would hate for you, you can't fill Goose's shoes. Um, you know. So. <laughs> no. Uh, but one of my favorite clips of all time is the Saturday Night Live clip. Uh, Top Gun: The Later Years, when yeah. Iceman's an airline pilot. If you have not seen it, you can oh, go go to yeah. YouTube and Google. I think it's called Top Gun: The Later Years when Iceman's the the, the you know, like he wants to talk about. Oh yeah, and we go in the layover. There's everybody together and take a shower and go play volleyball or something, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> anyway, so that how do we get this? I don't know, but now I'm curious. What was your call sign? I had a few different call signs. Yeah. Um, some were flattering and some were not. Yep. You might say the some people. I didn't really have a cool one. Okay. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, when I was in resistance training, it's the prisoner of war type training. Uh, um, your escape and evasion. Escape and evasion stuff. They referred to me um, in the uh, prison camp as maggot. So that that's lovely. That yes. Yeah. Uh, that stuck with with me not briefly. Okay. Briefly. Um, and then a lot of guys called me Shihan, which is like sensei, but it's Shihan okay. is like teacher of teachers, you might say, or something. Uh-huh. So that was one uh, that... It's pretty high regard. Yes, but yeah. that's what... I ran martial arts schools. That's right. what I did. So that's... Yeah. That wasn't a big jump. But teacher of teachers. I mean, not just a teacher, but a teacher of teachers. That's That's a pretty high honor, I would imagine. So if you can't... Do it, teach it, and if right. you can't teach it, become the teacher of the teachers. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> that works. Uh, so, what else is going on? Back to okay. business. Back to business. Right. Uh, so, we, so, we did the mud and margaritas. Yes, mud and margaritas. That's awesome. Um, Friday night, or Friday, I should say, the twenty third uh, member motorcycle sessions. So oh, you can good. bring bring your bike out. Uh, the twenty fourth, which is this Saturday. Um, in the morning, we have Cars and Track, so that's where we do a car show. The car show is going to be down on the three-acre skid pad over by the go-kart track, and uh, so that's where, again, the public can come in and uh, bring their best car to show off, um, and uh, they always do some touring on uh, on one of the tracks, and also they can, they can do the karting as well, if they so choose. Uh, so that goes on. That starts right at about nine o'clock in the morning. Usually finishes up right after touring. Uh, after I'd say you know one o'clock. Uh, then, exciting racing news is that Saturday we have a three and a half hour enduro. Uh, so on the south track, it's an endurance race. It's three and a half hours long. Uh, highly encourage you to participate. And if you can't participate, come on out and watch. Enduros are a lot of fun. Is it, it Miatas or any car? Any car? Any car. Any car? Any closed wheel car. Okay. Uh, can do it. 
technically, uh, you can do it by yourself. Uh, you don't need a full team. That's why a three-and-a-half-hour uh, race, and we require a mandatory five-minute pit stop. So, again, you don't need a huge crew to help you. Uh, you can you can do it with a you know a smaller crew, and again, like I said, you can pretty much do it by yourself if you were so inclined. Uh, but enduros are a lot of fun. It builds great camaraderie, uh, and um, all you need is a competition license. Nice. So, okay. Um, let's see. And then Sunday we talked about the Mustang Car Show, but uh, also we have a radical double header that day so radical racing on the south track uh so an enduro on the south track on saturday radicals double header on sunday um and uh then the all next week is uh on tuesday if you're a corvette fan the corvette caravan is going to be stopping here and uh they're just using it as one of their waypoints but um, I would imagine these Corvette caravans, probably over 100 Corvettes. And they're going somewhere? Uh, they're headed all the way down, I want to say, to the National Corvette Museum down oh. in Bowling Green. Oh. Um, and they, I believe they started up in, in Minnesota and driving all the way through and stopping here at Autobahn Country Club. That's cool. So, um, Then... Uh, Next Thursday, the 29th, is one of our last late-night Thursdays uh, of, the, of the long, you know, uh, late-night Thursdays that go into, you know, we end at pretty much 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Now we'll be cutting that back because we're losing daylight. Uh, so in September, late-night Thursdays go until about, I believe, 6.20. So uh, then we move right into... Uh, Labor Day weekend, and Labor Day weekend always means that the sport bike is here, which I love motorcycles, and they That's are cool. a phenomenal group that yeah. come out, and they always rent, uh, they do the North Track on Saturday, South Track on Sunday, and then Full Track on Monday. Really? So, yep. They're here all three days. Wow. Yeah, so. just walking around looking at all their gear. It's just cool. Yeah. So... Uh, I I love bikes. Uh, they're they're always fun to watch, and uh, I miss it. One of these days, I might get on a bike again. So my, I might have mentioned this on the podcast, but my son wants a motorcycle. Well, he has dirt bikes. He wants a road bike. So he had his. So he wrote a letter to me, all the points on why he should get a motorcycle. Hmm. My dad hated <laughs> motorcycles. He wouldn't let me get a motorcycle. And uh, when I was in college, I was borrowing my friend's motorcycle because he never used it. Yamaha 550 Vision. And a single motorcycle accident. I flew off, scraped, banged my head, which was a big contention when you want to be a fighter pilot. And you don't know if you've lost conscious. I learned real quickly to say no. Really? Because I I didn't really know if I did or not. I remember what happened and I remember where I was. But uh, So future fighter pilots make sure... Not telling you to. Don't open up a can that you don't need to open up. Uh, well, I wasn't going to be a future fi- fighter pilot. Uh, you have to be thirty and a half. You're, I think you're over thirty and a half, right? Yeah, just a little bit. But uh, I had. I remember 
My mother used to be an ER nurse, so she did not like motorcycles. You can uh, totally understand that. And uh, so I waited until, you know, I was under my own roof because it was one of those situations, you know, you can't have a motorcycle under my roof sort of deal. Uh, and then I waited until uh, I was older, though. I think I was about 26, 26 or 27 um, when I bought my first motorcycle. And uh, I loved it. I, I knock on wood. I think they're great, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I did, I did uh, track days, never oh. racing. Never racing. I got to tell you, maybe a separate podcast, but... Riding a motorcycle on a racetrack is, a, in my opinion, a hundred times safer than out on the street. I would probably agree to that. Yeah. I would. I would. Having, whole, not probably. I do agree to that. Having lived downtown Chicago, riding a motorcycle uh, is absolutely crazy. Um, at the time, you know, I was young, dumb, and fearless, and but um, yeah, it, the the street with motorcycles, uh, it's. It's a whole nother world. But on a racetrack, you know. And, you know, Alan, down at the car track, used to race. Like, he yeah. was a motorcycle racer. Yeah, we talked so. about that when it went to podcast with okay. him. Okay, yep. Yeah. So I I like bikes, but there's always a divide between people who like them and people who don't. So. Oh, I just don't, my son. I, I, he he yeah. thought it was so important that he had his bus buddy write me a letter. So and, I'm like, did you think that was going to sway me? So I'm just curious. What were his uh, like pros versus cons? What were the pros? Oh, it was all you know, it was safe fuel. Exactly and, right. It was how uh, house. You know, I'd wear this, the proper safety equipment. I would take all the classes I need to. It's very inexpensive. You know, from the insurance, from the gas, and blah 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 blah. My first motorcycle track day was here at Autobahn. Uh, actually, on the North Track, I was riding with Sport Bike Track Time. They're again, they're a great organization. Uh, but uh, I know North Track intimately, um, some of the corners a little too well, because I've been sliding along them. Uh, Part of you is still out there, right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that's why I'm a big proponent of, especially on motorcycles. You know, all the safety gear. Well, yeah, I think so, that right. Uh, although it's not not required uh, on the street. Nope. And uh, so, fun fact, Illinois doesn't require helmets, uh, but Illinois is one of four states that does not require helmets for children on the back of motorcycles. That's something you never, ever see anymore as a kid on the back of a motorcycle. Which I think is a good thing, but... Right, but I mean, it's, it was ramp. I mean, the little kids on the tank... Right, I've seen I've, on the I've tank. They would sit on the tank, yeah. but you just never see. And that's Robert. That is a very good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. But so I wondered if it was illegal, but I guess it's not. No, yeah. go have fun. Yeah, hmm. interesting. So where does that put us? Are we are we are we out of September yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're out of September, or, or we're into September. We're out into of se- August. Into yeah. September. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, that's the next uh, two weeks, week and a half. The big things. Track closes. Do we know when the track closes? Usually last day. I don't know exactly. Yeah, November first. And then the banquet is the first weekend. Awards banquet first yeah, weekend. Is that December third. Oh no. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of no. the, the Christmas. Um, November. Check your schedule because I think it's out. Because my wife knew when it was. So. All right. 
That is great. Wives always know everything. She does, but when she doesn't, she expects me to know. Oh. See, I don't need Google. I have my wife. She just she knows she, everything. Yes, you know? but it, but like if it's not, then it, I. Why do you not know <laughs> when the vernal equinox is? Is that March twenty third? <laughs> See, I, I don't have any that's, idea. That's I just made that. I thought spring, I was making right? that. I was making no, that. Yeah. Okay. No. Why do we not have a midsummer event here like they do in? Like the pagan holiday, like running around with like flowers in her hair. Like in the Scandinavian countries, they celebrate Midsummer, right? Because it's the longest day of the year. Midsummer night, you know, Shakespeare, right? We're all catching up to my diatribe. Tribe? Tribe. Dia. Is that French? Yeah. No. Is that Greek? Don't know. Dia meaning to. I don't know. Wow, this this got philosophical quick. So yeah, we should have a mid yeah the longest day of the year. We should have a midsummer night party here, a midsummer day celebration, not to any pagan gods, but just you know longest day of the year. I always thought that. How would we celebrate? What what are you thinking? We I'm for it. I'm always for parties. We would um, like uh, make a big ring of fire. And put flowers in her hair and dance around it? Yes. Okay. All right. No, I mean, why does everybody, when I say that, they look at me odd when I say a <laughs> ring of, like if you have a bonfire, it's fine. Let's have a bonfire. Yeah. But if you say, let's take that same fire and make a ring with it, people freak out. Yeah. I'm, hey, sure. It's still just fire. It's just a bonfire in a ring. Uh, I did walk on fire. Did you really? Coals. Right. Coals. Yeah. Uh-huh. I did. Um. 15 feet or 15 yards. 15 feet that sounds better than 15 yards. That's well, yards no, is pretty 50, far. Yards is too far. <laughs> yeah. It must you walked half a football most, field? No. With, uh, <laughs> or no, not half. Um, I was thinking 45 feet. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, it must yeah, have been 15 feet. feet. 15 feet. Yeah. yeah that still, it's farther than I've ever walked on coals. Yeah. I've tried to avoid. I guess the light and frost effect is how that happens. I'm not quite sure. Is that when your body touches something extremely hot that there's like a layer there for it's a water? Like if you like uh, lick your finger and then touch the iron, yeah, you don't get burnt because of the steam because the water instantly vaporizes to steam and it insulates. I think I learned something like that because there was a video going around online of uh, like a a man at a smelter and they're pouring like iron ore, liquid iron ore, and he's karate chopping it with his hand over and over again just to show that that effect. And he never got burnt. And it's liquid iron ore or whatever, steel or something. I'm assuming you never saw this video. No, I'm, now I'm, I'm, just, I'm perplexed. I know I'm amazed. I'm going to show it to you because yeah, it was yeah. like, I blew me away. I mean, how is that possible? That, that what is it? The Liechtenstein effect? <laughs> Light and frost. Ah, it was close. Light and frost. But I, I could have made that up too. I don't know. It's um, been a long, yeah. so. been a long time. Kyle, thanks so much for <laughs> being on the. Update, I always enjoy our the chats. update that turned into the podcast. Right. The update. That, yeah. yeah. So we only have a few podcasts left left for the year. So we're staying on a positive note. There's going to be plenty of times to. We can always two more podcasts i know i have a, a, a couple already done i think one point we maybe i'll talk about the logistics of trying to organize and get the podcast going and the challenges <laughs> repeated 
challenges that I'm trying to overcome. And Mark McFarlane, the producer, has challenged me and helped me. And his lovely wife, Andy, who is the professional broadcaster. She knows what she's doing. She does. and she I is, just say, um, 47 times in a, in a row. Yeah, so the challenge is every time you said, um... Yeah. I should say this at the beginning and at the end of the podcast. Is this one of those drinking games? On a push-up game, I'm positive. Oh, you're being positive. Positive. Uh, Every time uh, one of us says, um, you have to do a push-up. This interview would be three seconds long. Because I would pass out after doing one push-up. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Huh. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.